Yes, we are. It's been a little while. Been a minute. July, July, I think. Was it July? Man, too long. Ugh, the school year has flown by so far. <laughs> 2018, man, the whole thing has been time warp city. That's fine. It can go ahead and fade into nothingness. Yeah. Yes, it can. Yeah. <laughs> let it. <laughs> yep. Let it go. Indeed. Get it out. Late. Late to the party podcast, uh, late as usual, staying on brand. We have to. It's if they, you know, we got to give the people what they want, and what they want is clearly that. You know, yep, that's what they're they, outside with with signs, yep, chants. The, that's what they want. We want people to be late to the things we're demanding. That's <laughs> that's the whole that's the whole draw. It's really well, <laughs> as always. Trevor here with Con Man Connor. Do you? Hello. Do, oh, did you hear that? I no. All right. Well, um, I was just saying I'm Trevor. In case you forgot, and our oh. listeners forgot, and you're the Con Man Connor. That's We've me. never talked about that nip nickname. Do you? Do you like that? Do you hate that? I. You know, I'm okay with it because uh, it's it's been something that I've had since I was a little kid. Uh, people have referred to me as Con Man um that's con man con air all those things i i like con man more than con air because con air i associate rather than with the great nicholas cage film uh, i associate more with uh, the line of hair care products which i'm <laughs> like ambivalent about and that so i prefer con man to con air okay yeah i figured i was not original in coming up with that nickname a few years ago regrettably no but it, you are the only one that does use it so i i appreciate it I oh well in that case yeah i'll take it go with it um it's lonely at the top um, <laughs> <laughs> um so yeah what have you been up to man uh i've been teaching i've been very busy with uh with teaching and work um but apart from that uh nothing really it's been a it's been a pretty pretty straightforward uh pretty straightforward sort of deal um you know but i mean it's it's just it's i've i've just been stressed out with work um kind of trying to juggle and balance uh teaching with coaching with trying to make sure that i enjoy different parts of my life uh, and it's it's just been kind of tough to manage all that and kind of do all that that juggling act. But I've been doing my best to make it work. So there we go. Absolutely, yeah. Uh, it's a constant learning process. Yes, it is. And hopefully, I will only continue to get better at it. Uh, how about things with you? How are you doing? Uh, pretty much the same. Uh, we're our business is growing, which is good. Awesome. That requires lots of work. Um, you know, we bought a car because my wife's. My wife's old car just decided to die permanently. Um, Gotta love it when that happens. Trying to make sure that everything's afloat. Well, yeah, just like you, trying to make sure enjoy life. Life's good. Life's really good. We're really blessed. So, right. Been really busy, but like in the best ways. Exactly. There's there's like a there's like a certain kind of busy you need to like walk the line on and sometimes it's tough to find out like when like busyness just becomes kind of artificial 
you're not actually doing anything productive. You're oh, yeah. Just to be busy. Yeah, um, that's BS. Yeah. I'm always hesitant when people talk about work. And it's like, I don't want to just be like, hey, we're busy. It's like, everybody says that. Yeah. We're, like Everybody feels like, that. My response whenever people just like tell me like when it comes to work, uh, you know, how, how's work going? Oh, man, I'm busy. I like look at them and I go, God, I hope so. <laughs> working, good. Not doing nothing. That's a good thing. Yeah. But there's a there's a guy in HR who cracks me up because he's the number one guy to complain about Mondays and be happy about Fridays. Oh, um, and he's supposed to be the most pumped. I think he does it because that's like his small talk, but it just always cracks me up. He's like, like the guy who's supposed to be cr- pumped about work. Right. It's like you're the guy that does your small talk is probably appropriate for anybody but the people working your job. <laughs> should you should be the one that's most pumped to be here? Right. That's funny. Yeah, he's great. He's happy. I think it's literally small talk. But anyways, this is a video game podcast. Yes, it is. Not a not at a in an employment um depression discussion podcast. <laughs> Riveting topic, I'm sure. It could be, but it's not. Um it's yeah, well uh that's our side pod, but at the yep. moment we're trying to get this back on the rails. Um season two, if you will, months later. Yes. Um, yeah, we're back. I, you know, the first stretch of podcast that we did was not officially called it a season was not designated as such, but we have retroactively bestowed that title. It uh, turns out we like this podcasting thing. Yeah, it's kind of fun. It's so uh, we decided we were going to try to keep continue doing doing this again. It's just hopefully in a more organized fashion so that we can actually full on call this a season two and say, Hey, get, this is what we're doing. And then actually go forward with it and make it happen rather than, Hey, so I guess we're doing this thing, uh, <laughs> which has been the the prevailing opinion so far. Yeah. So we've gone past the proof of concept. We're going to try to uh, really flesh this out. We've got some things that we're talking about, but we are planning on more structure and more posting just to name a couple things. Heck yeah. Um, anyways, what do you, video games? You've been playing any? Uh, yeah, I've actually I've been playing a lot more than I normally do. I think it's um, the whole I've I've got time and uh, and now, and there's so much out, which we'll talk about in a little bit. But um, I beat Hollow Knight this morning. I didn't complete it, dear listeners. Uh, like I, I think I got to about ninety percent completion, and then. Uh, did the cheating thing and I looked online to find out what, okay, what am I missing? What do I still need to do? And realized that all the stuff that I still had left to do was very grindy. And I just made the kind of executive decision. Well, I'm not really, I've got plenty of other grindy games on my docket right now. I don't really want to do more. And so I just decided to go beat the final boss and it took me frustratingly few tries to beat that final boss which i think team cherry did on purpose and now i'm like well now i'm gonna have to go finish everything else so i can beat that final boss the way they're meant to be beat and but yeah i beat that hollow knight's a great game uh one of my top contenders for game of the year uh everybody should go play it fantastic um i also have been playing red dead redemption 2 uh which is another like magnificent piece of work uh, and I've been enjoying, well, maybe enjoying is not the right word. I've been playing destiny too. Um, and I, you know, as much as I can enjoy that I have been. So 
That's awesome, dude. Yeah, I've started Hollow Knight, but I haven't gone all the way in, and I need to because so far it's been great. Um, yeah, that's that's one that I would highly recommend uh, just kind of devoting some time to. And wonderfully, it's on the Switch, which is even a better reason to get it. Absolutely. It. Absolutely. Um, but I would highly recommend just putting on headphones, like the best stereo headphones you have, like high, good sound quality, and just sitting down, turn the lights off, and just play for a bit. And yeah, see what, what a beautiful game. Mm-hmm. Um, other than that, we've been catching me up on Destiny. You and I have been playing. Yep. Um, that actually has been War- the time I've gotten out of that game so far in the last, you know, few months. It's been fun. Yeah. Warmind, Curse of Osiris, Forsaken. Um, uh, maybe we'll touch on that in our topic coming up. Uh, but that's been cool. Red Dead Redemption 2, um, as well will come up later. But man, what a, what a large game that's been. Uh, <laughs> Um, it should be coming out here pretty soon. It would be my would be my guess. What's that? Red Dead Online beta date. I have a, a news bite here that came out five hours ago in Eurogamer uh, about the beta date for Red Dead um, Online. Let me go ahead and look that up really quick. Keep, continue going, but I I was just, I got to be in my bonnet. And I decided I wanted to look up and find out. Well, good dude. I'm Red so excited for our posse that we're going to form. It's going to be way better than GTA Online. Um, yeah, so um, I got a PS4. Uh, as our listeners know, we're Microsoft guys, at least by default. <laughs> um, I knew I wanted to get one. I guess the timing was unexpected, but a friend gave me a really good deal. And long story short, um, I got a PS4. So now both of us have all the bun- all the consoles. Isn't that crazy? Yep. That's. I think this is probably the first and last time it'll ever happen. It's ludicrous. It's Microsoft, yeah, Xbox, PlayStation, Switch, first time for either of us. Um, I would say, yeah, I totally agree with the last. You know, we've been talking about this, like, off air. It's the golden age of gaming, isn't it? Like, it really is. It, it really, really is. Um, like, but, like, not that, like... And, and in such an interesting way, because we're entering into this golden age of gaming where games are they're they're like they're a large part of everything that goes into um, like in, into ma- like major culture right now. Like we're there's so much that goes into it. Um, like I you can remember, I'm sure all our everybody that's listening to this, anybody who would listen to a podcast about video games has heard of the game Fortnite, uh, where you've got literal celebrities who have probably played video games before in their life that are like talking about and tweeting about and everything like that. That's not out of the norm. But then you get people like Roseanne Barr who tweets about like playing Fortnite. Like I, I saw that and I'm thinking, am I living in some alternate reality? Is this a fever dream? Like what's going on? Um <laughs> Uh, but it was it, we're living in this day and age where video games not only are a like a, a source of entertainment, but in a lot of ways, a lifestyle and an industry that bars um, a lot of other entertainment industries that have been around for decades, going on centuries now longer than video games have been around. So it's uh, pretty interesting. It's a super interesting time. I think uh, I would equate the gaming industry to like a late teens teenager, like call it like 18, 19. Um, 
you can see the adult, you can start to see a little bit of the maturity. There's mm -hmm. still some immaturity, don't get me wrong, <laughs> but it's starting to come into its own and be self-respected and respected by others. And it's super right. interesting. Right. They're just like, there are so many games to play right now. Like it's crazy. Oh, I, I know. know. The journalists we follow are like already dreading their end of the year game lists. Like, there's so much to play. Um, I think you and I both got all three consoles because that's kind of been a dream of ours for a while. But it's just like, like since we were kids, right? There's so much on every con like even even the Xbox. Like it still has so many games to play that are so so good and so well made. Yeah, it's it's very much like it's it's the time where if you're and again, this really plays into like the culture that we're in now with video games, where if you don't have all four, well, I guess, yeah, four consoles and in, in this and you even more to the point than I do are accessing that PC part of it that I'll never get around to. Um, but like if you don't have all of those consoles, then you're missing out on um, a very, very large portion of the video game industry. Because like there's the whole concept of console exclusives. There's uh, IP, uh, IP rights, uh, intellectual property rights. There's all the all this stuff that goes into why do you pick? Before it would be you pick a console and that's what you go with. Now it's like you pick a console and you're gonna sit there and look at everybody else and be like, oh, that looks really fun, and like wow, what a, what a weird thing that that's like the way that things have gone now is where. You're not just picking a console. You're probably going to be investing in one or two, if not all. Uh, but, yeah. Absolutely. And this is like, there's so many good games out right now, which is so awesome. But it, but at the same time, like, it's it's it can be depressing, right? Because right. there's, like, all that FOMO. There's that fear of missing out on, like, yep. you just keep hearing, like, the next game. And you don't have the money. And you don't have time. Or you don't have the console. Um, and it's just go, go, go. Like, and on top of it, like not only are all these games coming out that are good, mm -hmm. um, but everyone wants to be games as a service. Everyone wants to be destiny, and, you know, wants to be the game, the hobby game. They want to be the right. game that you play 10 plus hours a week. So it's like all these games are coming out and they all want to be the one. They want to be the one game. Yep. It's ridiculous. Um, yeah, we've been slogging through Destiny. Ironically, not in the most, not in the, not in Bungie's most ideal route. Like we just crashed through Warmind and uh, Curse of Osiris to get to Forsaken, um, which was not a bad decision at all. No, not at all. I'm a little concerned about Anthem. I'm not going to lie. Um, Anthem, The Division, Destiny. I don't think these games can coexist it, like super health in a super healthy way. I think we're already at a point where a lot of those games can't exist in a super healthy way because um, I can even attest to you right now, uh, myself as a person who enjoys Destiny pretty regularly and it be has become one of the ways that I interact with um, most of my friends whom I do not live by, uh, Destiny becomes more of the game I play compared to other games that I honestly would rather be playing, like Red Dead, for instance. Whereas I would normally be playing Red Dead and be enjoying, you know, just kind of, okay, I've got an hour to kill. I'm going to go run around in, uh, you know, St. Denis. Uh, what am I going to do? Um, 
instead I'm playing a crucible match and getting mad at the way that like, De- Oh, destiny sucked me in again. I've got to go get my matches and I got to get my daily rewards, you know? Um, and if I don't, then I'll miss out. I'll be behind when the next expansion comes out. And then once I'm behind, it's going to make me bounce off of the game even faster. Like I have before. And that's just not a great feeling when it comes to an entertainment medium, but it's the way that most of our gaming culture works now. Where if you miss this one thing, then you miss everything and you're behind. And what's the point in trying? So I think uh, you and I have been listening to Kotaku's split screen, which I think is just like bar none, the best gaming podcast right now. Um, and Jason and uh, Kirk have been talking about uh, just the great volume of games, right? They're game journalists. They work, I would guess, probably like 50 or 60 hours a week. Um, they get game codes. They have to just like devour these games, and even they are having trouble keeping up. Right, like even uh, Kirk Hamilton, uh, which, by the way, uh, love your writing, Kirk. Um, uh, finished his playthrough of uh, of Red Dead, and out like outright says, um, like you know, okay, I've uh, done all of this stuff. You know, I've I've played this game, and how long did he? How long did he? Or how many hours did he put into it? Was it? Um, like 80 hours it was like it was like 60 to 80 somewhere in there like somewhere in there so in the space of about a week he put in 80 hours in a game which on its own and i i know i'm not a person to talk to about this because i play freaking destiny and i'm sure i have like probably um all right nope i'll i'll put myself out there i i probably have at least 10 times that amount in the destiny like one and two altogether like 800 hours in that game um but at the same time, that's over a period of, like, I was in college when I started playing Destiny. And having to finish a game that presumably could take me, per, like, a non-journalist, non-paid-to-play-it gamer, a full year to beat, that is intense. And I feel like, like, when we have games that size, and that's not even, that's that's discounting the fact that Spider-Man came out and spider-man is a fully open world game with collectibles and like all that stuff it'll probably take at least 30 to 40 hours to complete 100 um not not discounting all the destiny stuff that comes out and the fact that we also had a uh, call of duty black ops 4 that comes out and then um everything else battlefield 5 came out today i think like there's there's so many different things that are just con- coming out constantly. It's like everybody looks at this and goes, overload. How can I afford to drop 60 bucks each time one of these, oh, this is the best thing I've ever seen, which is what the reviewers say, titles drops. Like, how do you deal with that in, like, our current, you know, unless, unless you're a content creator or unless you're one of these people being pay- paid to review it, how do you enjoy video games at the same level that you might have back when you were a kid? Like, what do you do? Right. And it's like such an amazing problem because like the irony is when you're a kid, you don't have very many games. So you play the same ones over and over and over. And we finally have what we wish for and we can't keep up. Um, Jason had uh, just like a really interesting take, which was that his hypothesis is that unlike television or movies, which can be consumed so quickly, um, those mediums, the public who follows them are all on the same page. Whereas games are so big and so slow that you and you want to avoid spoilers that the most anybody can talk about is the review of the game or the beginning of the game. Right. So 
And so the industry news just bounces from next, next, next game to like next game. <laughs> Uh, because we just like can't cover anything in depth because we don't know where anybody is we don't know like what place they are we don't know what pace they're playing at um so that's like the hook right now is just like whatever is next and so it's is even more about trailers and reviews and hot takes than it is about actually playing the games right it's like okay how many how many uh, articles have you seen where it's like instead of like a full-on review it's just first impressions yep. like whenever i'm looking into getting like an opinion on okay should i play this game um i look for a review because that's what i was like raised on you know that's yeah, like yeah. what i'm doing but now it's very much um okay you're gonna get a, a hot take or a first impression and that's and it's, kind of like a bummer yeah and it's so weird because it's like i know i know everything not everything but i know so much about dead cells and i've never even touched it you know right. what I mean? It's like, I know what it looks like. I can, I can guess what it feels like. I know what people think about it. I know what they like about it. I know what they don't like about it. And I've never even touched that game. Simply because of the way that um, our review culture and just like uh, just the gaming industry, ju gaming journalism, I guess, which is a, a, a weird term to have to like throw around. But just the way that it's it's become is it focuses so much more on, okay, uh, we need to get this impression out because we have possible consumers that are going to be buying this game. And we need to make sure that they all are informed and they know what our game is about. So make sure the review copies get out and make sure those reviewers are playing the game in a decent amount of time so that like by the time everybody hits payday, then they can decide if they want to go buy it or not. And I don't know, man, it leaves a bad taste in my mouth. Uh, yeah. When I'm I trying to there, adjust. Yeah, it's like when I sit there and I go, you know, oh my God, I'm like, you know, I put a lot of time into Red Dead 2 already and I'm barely into chapter two. And I know friends who have finished it and moved on to something else, but I don't because I'm a, I'm an employed teacher. And if I play that many video games, I'm going to be a very crappy teacher and thus an unemployed teacher. And <laughs> it's like how do I reconcile like a hobby that seems to be kind of taking like running away without me and I don't want it to. Right. So hold on to that thought about red dead. Um, I think that basically the way I would describe the games industry right now is everything's high octane. All the games are good. Everyone yep. wants to be a ginormous game that takes yep. all of your time. Um, the publishers are trying to make tons of money with all their decisions looking at you activision um, the ceos are making you know was it the ceo of activision got a bonus a bonus of 24 million dollars last year if i remember that correctly a bonus heck um you know andrew wilson at ea makes tons of like millions upon millions of dollars um the coverage of all this stuff moves fast. It's just like everything is big and fast. And it's like this really bizarre point for the industry where everything is like right. loud and proud. Um, and that's where, you know, and then even like, like Rockstar, it, you know, all these, all these places are making these huge games and trying to make lots of money. And then they're also like making their workers crunch like crazy to pull these games off. And it's just like, there's right. 
every there's so much money in this industry there's so much time in this industry there's so much coverage in this industry there's just like so much of everything which is really fascinating which is where i get fascinated when something like red dead comes out and it is literally the antithesis of everything else in the industry right it is not an always online game it's not a game as a service like yeah online will come out but that's not the same thing i don't think um and it's slow and it's plotting and it's deliberate and it's completely against the grain, which I find so fascinating. And honestly, right. a breath of fresh air. Oh no, absolutely. Like it's, it's so entertaining to play a game where it doesn't care about your understandings of how pacing should go. And like, if you're sitting there going like, man, it's super, like, it's boring as hell to, like, ride my freaking horse, um, you know, from this, uh, like, I, I was I was out doing this quest, and then I, I uh, or this mission, and I killed a bear, and now I've got a bear, and I've got to skin it, but then, okay, I've got to, now I've got to take it into town, but now i got to ride my horse back, like, freaking, you know, 10 minutes to get back to town or back to my camp so I can, like, drop this bear pelt off and get some money for it. And then go back into the mission that I'm doing. But then that's going to take me even more time. And you're like, man, I wish this game was more convenient. And the game's like, yeah, what a bummer. And I love that about it. I love that about it. It's so entertaining. It doesn't feel like like they they decided to incorporate that aspect of it where you can't just fast travel. You don't have all these blips on your map. You don't have all these insane things going on constantly telling you what to do. They didn't keep that out just because they're stupid designers. They kept it out to make a point and to like create something very deliberate where it's, it's, it's impossible to ever autopilot that game. And I'm very fascinated by that choice. Like in, and in, it's our, like, current, in our current era. Yeah, I completely agree with you. I think that's really well said. It's like the game is so slow and so deliberate that it instantly, like I just go into flow and like, right. I just lose all sense of time and the world happens and I don't worry about how much progress I'm making or like what games I'm behind on. It's just I've, like the world happens to you. And that's part of what's so charming about it. It's, it's fantastic. So I think we're definitely going to come back and do a Red Dead episode later on when we have both uh, one day beat it or at least played a lot of it. Uh, probably the uh, probably the latter rather than the former because don't forget, and, and by the way, I did find an answer to the question that I went Googling for. Um, the beta should start probably next week would be my question. Oh, yes. Okay. So, I'm excited. So regardless of where we're at in the online portion, or not in the online, the offline portion of it, online will begin and then we can start playing that. So let's do it so in other words we really need to get uh get you into the dreaming city before that happens uh, yeah which absolutely uh, go ahead and get us on our next topic i'm gonna look into how we do that really quickly. yeah so i would say um yeah the theme is that you and i are both adjusting i think you know i i joined twitter a long time ago like back when it was a couple years old i guess um and you start getting like some subscriber or like you, you subscribe to people, you follow people. Right. And I think very quickly you realize you can't see every tweet that they send out. And then you realize you're not supposed to. And I'm like, finally coming to terms with like, I don't need to play every marquee game just because there's way more marquee games now. 
this isn't the same as like the, the 360 era where there was like a handful. Um, and I need to pick the games that like I really enjoy and are like really built for me. Right. And that's like a tough thing because it's like, I got to let go a little bit. And it's like, I did a, I did a free play of PUBG and like, I've always been thinking that I would love PUBG. Um, and I've always thought like that would have been the game that I would have devoured back in like college. Um, do you remember when Call of Duty did those like weird match types where it's like a crossbow and a hatchet or like other lone wolf scenarios? I remember when Call of Duty did Gun Game and did like yeah that um, stuff. Like gun Game, Gun Game was the best thing Call of Duty ever did in my opinion. Like nothing got more fun than that. Or do you remember um, the uh, what was it, the Golden Gun match where like yes. you one bullet, and if yes. you missed a bullet, you were like oh shit, and you were like just jumping around, and then if you killed another guy by like stabbing them, then you got a bullet back. Like yeah. I- I think that was in the original Black Ops. Correct me if I'm wrong. Maybe. Um, but anyways, it's like, I loved those like high pressure solo things. And so like PUBG on paper seems perfect for me. I just bounced right. off of it. Cause it's like, I just need to put time into this that I don't want. You, you wanna, you wanna and that's okay. What my, what my main issue with a game like PUBG is, is that PUBG demands the sort of attention that these other like uh, constantly update? What was our what was our term we used? Um, games as a service. Games as a service games. It demands that same kind of attention, but it has the exact same setup as a game like Halo, where Halo drops you in and it's all about who can get the best gun first, and then and then after that, yes, skill is a factor. But it's hard for skill to be a factor when that guy has a homing rocket launcher or whatever the heck it is that he picked up because he beat me to it, you know? <laughs> right. And that was always my frustration with a game like PUBG or a game like Fortnite is I'd say, man, I know if the if the things were leveled, I'd stand a much better chance at this game. But the, the simple fact is, is that he has a gun that's so much better than my little pea shooter gun I've got. I have a pickaxe. He's got a, a nuke. What do I do? You know, and that's... <laughs> And but it it says well you got to put in the time to figure out how the game works and I'm like okay yeah, yeah. it's it's like you know I love that game exists and yeah. I'm now okay with that game or Fortnite you know are not for me and I like that there's that depth there for the people who do want to play it all the time um, but I've just had to like personally be like all right I'm just like never gonna be good at Fortnite and that's okay yep exactly which is weird. Um, so like one thing that you and I like actually have genuinely been working on, um, which might sound absurd, um, over the last few months since we stopped recording is literally just like our list of games that we want to play and just completely paring that down to the like essentials into what we really, really want to play. Oh God. I've and again. it's been such a challenge for us, honestly, which is so funny. It's like, well, just pick your video games, man. It's just video games. But it's like, I definitely want to play. Like, I've, I've had to, like, go through multiple phases of, like, okay, I want to play every Far Cry game. Okay, no, I don't. I don't need to do that. Oh, wait, but I do. I want to play this one. I got it for free. Oh, wait, no, I don't. <laughs> like, free just, doesn't mean that I should play it, you know? Like, that's right. What, I'll, I'll grab it because maybe someday. Uh, and then this is even, like, like my weird, creepy, gross thought process where I, I like, pick it up and go, Maybe someday down the road, my kid will want to play that. And I won't want to buy it. <laughs> and so I'm going to say, hey, what about this 
weird game that your dad picked up back when he was 26. Why don't you play that for a bit and stop bothering me? You know, like, like, and I, I guess I'm just looking, I look at games now as something that I do, which probably should be the thing in the first place, but I look at something as I, that I do because I want to not do my job and my actual responsibilities and things for a bit. Like gaming shouldn't be a responsibility. It should be a hobby. That's what it was meant to be. And I feel like we're moving away from that, where which is why we've got something like a fear of missing out. It's like, okay, a hobby stops being a hobby when it starts actually impeding on your own happiness. And you are really, really dedicated to making sure that you get these different things. And if you don't, then you're going to be severely bothered by that. And then your hobby is going to be less fun because you don't have this thing that you should have been in on. And then you're not like, I don't like that thought process. And so like, yes, our, our, our conversations between July and now have been, what are you playing? Maybe you shouldn't play that. Maybe you should do that. It's like, yeah, I, I, I agree with that. But my bottom underlying focus is, well, I want to make sure that if I'm playing this game, I'm playing it, I'm having a good time. And the instant I stop having a good time and I consciously understand I'm not having a good time, I stop and I move right. on to something else. Like last night, I think it was, literally what happened was I was playing Destiny 2, some Crucible. And I had a couple of really bad games because I was playing with people that were are far, far better than me, like far better than me at this game. And their ELO, which is like the the online matching metric, like how you get met the matched up with players you play against, like skill level wise, like win percentage stuff like that. What I don't know how it works. It's math and statistics, and I'm a history teacher, which means I don't understand any of it. Um, they they were getting matched up with really good people and I had a couple really bad games and I was getting mad and I was like like getting very angry like like hitting things and like getting mad and and I just stood up and said no nope, you know what guys I'll I'm done and I shut my game off and I went and I did something else for 15 minutes and I came back and I was fine good for but you. it's like that shouldn't have even happened in the first place you know and so, yeah yeah absolutely my theory um, is that I think that gamers are actually kind of crazy and that like what we want to do with our downtime and our free time is actually to challenge ourselves and force us to ourselves to like learn um, and master something, which is an uncomfortable process because you have to go from right. like zero to mastery, which is, you know, it's like our free time is I want to take this like super hard challenge and go through like all the psychological hurdles to getting to the other side of um, enjoying it and being good at it. But I want to do it in like 10 minutes. <laughs> right. It's like, uh, yeah. you have to like find that patience. So um, that's where it's like, I think we're not, not necessarily completionists, but although sometimes, but like accomplishmentists, where it's like, we want to be able to check off and say like, Oh yeah. PUBG, been there, done that. I got it. Um, and that's just like not necessarily doable for like all these franchises. And you're right. Like it should be something that's enjoyable and it should be something that's fun and it should be something right. that's chill. Right. So no time for BS, man. Um, for me, you know how like sometimes there's like nonfiction books that could have been like blog articles. Yes. They just like loaded them sometimes yep. i'll run into games like i need to like 
Wait, I've had to get Trevor. Trevor, you don't need to drag my my field of study like that. <laughs> Whatever. Um, <laughs> I've I've like had to get to the point where it's like okay. Um, I see a game. I see that it's good either through the, like checking out reviews or YouTube videos or even trying it myself. If I realize that the gimmick, like the whole point of the game has already been conveyed to me and there's nothing more to learn, I'll just be like, all right, I don't, I don't need to play that. Um, right. I don't need to, I don't need to sink 20 hours into this thing where like I basically got the gist in like three. Bingo. Um, there's oh there's there's one there's one great example of that. Um, did you ever play Kingdoms of Amalar Reckoning? It was a game on the 360. It was like this open world RPG combat sort of deal. Um, no, I didn't. Think okay. Think like, do you ever play Fable? Yes. Okay. Think like how Fable was like this open world RPG that was very story based and all about you becoming a hero stuff like that. Think like that, but a fable was written by R.A. Salvatore and very, very high fantasy. Wow. Um, with a much better combat system. Like, that's Kingdoms. It was a game that I, I played. I immediately could tell that I liked. Like, you know what I mean? Like, I, I went, man, I love how this game plays. But the story and the like, the open world and everything just was not... I bounced off of it because I think I was too young to get into really deep text-based high fantasy at that time gotcha and so i went like even back then i went eh, and then i just stopped playing it and i traded it back in as like a 16 year old i was like no nope, i'm good and i just took it back and um like god i wish i could go back to the simple thought processes back then because man 16 year old me was way better at doing that than 26 year old me is because geez <laughs> yeah no it's tough now because it's like you don't want to admit defeat or admit that you're done right um, so perfect example is darkest dungeon Ooh. an incredible game like i actually yep. think it's a masterpiece it is so really creative good. and so well executed i literally put 40 hours into that game which actually like surprised me when i looked up that stat dude i'll buy Trev, that's that's a lot more than most people put into that game. So you might say that you bounced off of it, but you really did not. Well, but the thing is, like, for people to ma truly master that game and for oh, them like to beat it, it's like it's like eighty to one hundred people yep. played like two hundred plus hours, and it's like I it actually taught me everything that I needed to learn from it. I feel like in that time, and I realized that everything past that would have just been repetition to beat the game and i actually have like a lot of respect for the people who have beat that game and i bet that that is a massive incredible accomplishment but it was just like okay i've got something else i want to play now like i get it and it's funny because like that game kicks your butt like it really did right. truly it was still teaching me 35 hours in where it's like no dude you don't have this figured out you can still lose this guy you can still blow this dungeon you can still botch this right <laughs> Um, so massive respect for that game, but it's like, all right, I get it. I've been there. I've done that. I really loved it. There's no reason to beat that into the ground when I have other games to play. Um, or like I started Far Cry three and it's like, okay, I've played, I'm, you know, I'm playing all the Assassin's Creed games, even albeit late, 
Um, that's like a series that I have enjoyed, you know, for better or for worse, playing through all the games. Mm-hmm. Started Far Cry 3, uh, or no, Far Cry 4, excuse me. Um, and it was like, okay, I'm going to do the same thing. I need to catch up. I need to play these games. I could probably beat these in like 12 to 15 hours a piece. And I played like three hours of that. I was like, you know what? This is the same thing. I know what this is. I don't need to put myself through this. I don't need to make this a chore. I'm glad this it wasn't something to just like clock into. I did the exact same thing. <laughs> yeah. So very interesting. So trying to trying to keep games a really like positive thing that we do. So well, I think I think that's a good place to wrap. I mean, well, do you want to talk really quick about what we want to do for season two, uh, and and like what our what our aim is like as a general whole for uh, this existent state of uh, gaming? Like, absolutely, let's like, do that. That's definitely worth talking about. Let me pull up my notes. So, Sweet. Priority one: consistent posting. Um, yep. That's been a challenge for us. It'll probably still be challenging, but. Less so now I'm not, I'm not a coach for the next ah. four or five months, I think. I've got four months where I'm not coaching, I'm just teaching. So that makes my nights a lot more open, and I'm ecstatic about it. Okay, sweet. Yeah, I'm excited about that. Um, we're going to try to really focus in our episodes, um, including, but not limited to, potentially having some like really short ones that might be one or two of us talking about something that we recommend or something that we read or like a game that we like, or like some impressions and kind of some bite-sized episodes. Mm -hmm. Um, I'm really excited about that. Um, That could be a very different format from our long form. Although I, I, we will always have room for these long form discussions. Um, I I love them. I I still think, I still think that the bite-sized episodes could be really, really well done if we focus on doing like our review impressions and stuff in the bite-sized ones and then have our actual episodes be more topic focused. So like, um, instead of doing like, what are you, what are you playing, you know, for, for our topic episodes, uh, we could have that just be, those are the bite size. So this week it's a, what are you playing? And okay, you started playing Fallout 76. What's your impressions on that? It's a pile of shit. Okay, moving on. You <laughs> know, like that, that, like that sort of setup for those, or even like just a news bite, you know, where, so our um, our bite-sized episodes can be like 10 to 15 minutes today. We're going to talk about uh, the fact that um, Bungie is canceling all development on, on Destiny 3 because they became sane and decided to stop doing these this horrifying, you know, specter of a game. Oh, and then like discuss that as a, as a, you know, and I don't know. It just feels like that would be a lot more like a better use of our time than saying, uh, oh, what are you playing? And then on our bite-sized, oh, what are you playing? Do you like it? You know what I mean? Yeah, absolutely. Uh, that'll help us out a lot. Um, two really long podcasts, though, that we do have in our future. One of those, we need to revisit the uh, power rankings for developers and publishers. Oh, yeah. That's... Maybe, do you want to do that um, maybe end of December? Like yeah. maybe give that a few weeks, like because I know that there are going to be some not not huge releases, but I know Switch's big release for the year isn't due for another two weeks, at least. So yeah, maybe wait until it comes out, see how the sales pan out, and then we can maybe do that like either the second to last week of December or somewhere in there. We might kind of... even 
Yeah, we might even bump that to January because we also right. are going to need to do our, our game of the year oh, mega yeah. so that we did last True. year True. with all those categories. Um, yep. So those are the two big ones. Um, I think that covers it. Uh, that's yeah. the gist. We have some details. Um, Essentially, if, if any of you are listening, um, God, I hope none of my students are listening, but even if you are too, um, this is a podcast where we are devoted to the concept that not all of us are content creators that are provided with game codes and unlimited amounts of time and literally paid to play and do the hobby that they love. Uh, this is a podcast for the people that aren't that. Like maybe you just are looking for somebody to give you a real like person's view on this game. Like, oh man, I loved the concept of the game, but God, it took so long. I don't really know if I can recommend it to anybody, um, which is kind of how I always preface The Witcher 3. Um, you know, it's that's that's what we're trying to do here, everybody, is give you a look at a couple of people who are late to the party on everything. And instead of saying, God, I wish I were like them and constantly playing instead of going, well, I'm not. What do I want to play? It's yeah, it's absolutely that. Um, and there's still good games, you know, we're still going through older games. There's good games out there that didn't just drop this month and they're cheaper too. All right. On that note, season two, episode one, that's a wrap. Heck yeah, man. 45 minutes almost exactly. Killing it. <laughs> yeah, that was a long one. All right. Yep. Peace. Later. Later.